0: Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by one of the top design experts. You've seen her on Trading Spaces, Bravo's Best Room Wins, Dear Genevieve and Rachel Ray. Now, she's the host of At Home with Genevieve. We welcome Genevieve Gordon.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Genevieve, let's go beyond the mic. You spent 10 years of your life as one of the top design experts at HGTV. Why was doing at home with Genevieve so important for you?
1: Um, You know, the home is much bigger than I think TV has allowed it to be in the past 20 years. And I've been doing it over 20 years. Um, There's like definitely a TV template before, after, Oh my God, but how much money can you do things for? Right. And, grateful for all of that. Like it built a platform. It's wonderful, but there's so much more beyond home than a surprise reveal. And I wanted to kind of dig into those people and those conversations in a meaningful way. And I think this show is a celebration of that. Home is big. It's diverse. There's a lot of different voices and opinions, and there's a lot of different ways to do things. So I'm showing you some of those ways.
0: Now, during your show, you cover food, health, cocktails, pets, fashion, gardening, and home decor, bringing along your celebrity friends along for the ride. What makes this show different and has so much energy more than any other?
1: You know, I think talk shows, just like home television, have also been kind of this stagnant template. It's slow, it's heavy, they're hour-longs typically, and home gets like a second of it. So I wanted to pump up the pace a bit as we watch differently than we did 10 years ago, five years ago with these computers we hold in our hands all day. So without getting tick tocky and going that fast, maybe there's a happy medium in between where we're all a little bit more geared to that rhythm now. I think it's also asking the questions that home doesn't usually get to talk about. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drinking. Let's talk about privacy. You know, all of these things, all of the major components of our life are happening at home. And we know this as we've all been quarantined for years, (laughs) we know what's important and what we need to edit out. And this is just kind of a refresh and a, a reboot of that conversation Now that we've all kind of recalibrated over the last
0: many years. They are so important. So finish the sentence. Great design for today should have what?
1: Great design for today should have soul. Without soul, you're just decorating. You're just putting things and stuff in space. Without meaning and soul and story, soul embodies all those words. It's just things. And that's not how we want to live. We want to live with things that communicate to us, make us feel good, things that we can talk about.
0: It's just stuff. So where do you get your inspirations for home decor today?
1: You know, there is no one little store that we go to and and get ideas. It's really living and experiencing life and I can be just as inspired by a bowl of soup as I can a great person or a trip. All of a sudden it hits you and it's like, look at this color combination or this makes me feel, oh my God, this is taking me back to childhood when I eat this or, you know, there's these moments where you have to stop and remember them and write them down or draw them and describe them and that keeps you going. We see a lot of the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. So when I see something that moves me, um, that is an inspirational moment, and it doesn't have to be anywhere significant. It can be somewhere in my own home that it happens.
0: Genevieve Gorder, host of At Home with Genevieve, joins us beyond the mic, and it's time for the Rocky Nate. It's just eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind, Genevieve. There is no pressure.
1: Oh, I like games. Okay. What's your favorite
0: drink to make? Uh, gin and tonic
1: with a really heavy dose of lime. Always, every time it's clean, it's beautiful, it's simple, and I can do it well.
0: Best and worst moment at Minneapolis South High School.
1: <laughs> worst moment, um, watching people die. Best moment, I think all of my accelerated English courses were phenomenal and helped me throughout my life. But yeah, it was a violent time. Are you from Minneapolis?
0: I just do my research. (laughs) How about the last time you played the violin?
1: Probably been about 10, 15 years since I picked one up. But it's forever. I mean, I played for 23 years.
0: Quote, in a world of fake, music is your truth, unquote. You said it. So, do you sing in the shower? And what's the song you can't stop singing?
1: I am not a singer. I am not, I wish I was. If there's one thing I could wish for myself of any given talent, it would be to just rip with voice. And I I can't. I can I've got rhythm. I can play music. I cannot sing. And I'm just very okay with saying that. I can hum. I can't memorize the the words correctly. But if there's any one song that I think about and sing to myself without embarrassing myself adore by prince from sign of the times
0: what's the best pie you've ever cooked and your favorite one to eat
1: i make every single pie that you could possibly make in this earth because i am from the midwest i don't eat gluten but i do make them for everybody else this the best pie i make is one that people don't usually ask for it's an apricot pie with lemon so it's nice and has a tartness to it along with that super sweet peach like feel it's delicious
0: So, what's the design decision? You almost second guessed, but glad you didn't.
1: So many years of those decisions, of course. Like, there's always something in every project where you're like, I'm going to switch that out. I don't like that idea. Like, but a big, meaty mishap. Uh, No, I look at it now and I'm like, oh my God. Like, when I did the the moss room, I didn't know that the guy had allergies. Like, I mean, it was a game. Like, no one told me. But that moss room was it lives on wow. in infamy. So,
0: <laughs> and people have had you make that same moss room with fake moss.
1: Oh yeah, over and over. That moss room never dies. It was beautiful. I saw it in some florist's, you know, display, and I was like, "That's hot. Let's do it." And, you know, (laughs) living in Manhattan, that's a very personal experience because we just don't have a lot of green stuff. And living in California with allergies, it's probably the last thing you want in your space.
0: Where's your favorite place to eat in Barcelona?
1: Barcelona. I haven't been there for a while. You know, I'm not going to say it's a place. I just croquetas. I could eat croquetas all day long, anywhere in Barcelona because they're perfect.
0: Genevieve, what's the last chick flick you watch with your husband or daughter?
1: A chick flick? God, I'm so boring. I don't watch. Oh, you know, it's not even going to be a movie. It'll just be like uh, a sex. And I'm watching rewatching sex in the city with my daughter who's super into it. Now everyone her age at 15 is like watching it for the first time and they're very excited about it. My husband joins me. He loves it.
0: If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another beyond the mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the good pods app. Host of At Home with Genevieve, Genevieve Gorder joins us beyond the mic for the back half. What's your favorite of all the home improvement shows that isn't At Home with Genevieve?
1: That I've done in my life? I'm letting you decide. What's your favorite? Uh, okay. The ones that I'll just speak for the ones I've done because there's so many millions of shows that I haven't. I would say Stay Here with Netflix was one of my favorites. And of course, Trading Spaces built the whole platform that I get to still live on. So you've forever grateful and eternally linked to that show and those people for the rest of my life.
0: What was the one lesson you used today from your graphic design internship at MTV? Less is more. Really?
1: Mm -hmm. I'm not a maximalist um i'm also part scandinavian so we definitely have a quiet hand and we edit hard we don't like lots and lots of stuff 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 i like there to be negative space and i think there's beauty in negative space i don't have to fill every nook and cranny.
0: genevieve last year you went home to croatia how did you get re-energized from that trip
1: well i am croatian as well and i get my dual citizenship next year actually uh You know, as Americans, uh, the majority of us who are not indigenous are from other places. We're all from immigrants. And when you find your mama land and they claim you and they see your bones and they see your eyes, there is something really powerful about that as a new world person, that you are claimed by some tribe somewhere that own you and own your face like that, like you see your grandpa everywhere. You see your aunties and it's like, we don't have that in the States, you know, and I love our diversity, but I also love seeing my root ball. So I go back to Croatia often. I love it very, very much. And who can disagree with the Mediterranean? It's beautiful.
0: Where's your place of peace
1: Uh, alone in my headphones. It doesn't matter where I am. I just need music and I leave the planet and I leave my body. And that's for creatives. That's when we really fly. When we have that inner time, that quiet time with ourselves, that's when we make beautiful
0: things. These are good questions. You're fun. This isn't a traditional interview. That's why we call it (laughs) Beyond the mic.
1: I love games. So this is great.
0: (laughs) You're known to make your own playlist. So why is music so important in your life?
1: I'm from musicians, I'm from dancers, my family. Uh, I played music the majority of my life. I was in a big music city as a kid growing up with Prince right around the corner. You know, we grew up at Paisley Park. Like, that was our teenagehood. So, music and the history of music from parents of the 60s who knew everything about everybody, the root of every song... It was just ingrained into us. It's church for me. Nature and music, I don't know if you get holier for me. That's when I am truly humbled
0: in awe. So, Genevieve, how did Prince's death change you?
1: Oh, it was terrible. You know, the first time I saw my dad cry was when John Lennon died. The first time that I ever really, like, truly wept someone passing that wasn't an intimate family member or friend uh, was Prince. He that rocked me. I was in the subway. I remember I just had to stop and just freaking cry. He was so woven, inter, inextricably intertwined with uh, my life, both in person and many times, and and from afar. He was the narrator of our childhood. You know, so that one hit hard. Minneapolis kids was a different thing. That was our guy. That was that was our guy.
0: How did the pandemic quarantine change the way you look at world design and your dog?
1: So, yeah, I mean, I I forgot about that chamber of my heart until I got dogs. It was like, oh, right. We have like a love channel just for animals. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I, it, it was hard to live freely in that time because you were so scared. Obviously living so tightly together And I'm grateful that I have outdoor space in New York, but um, most of us don't. It, It was a real internal time of like, what do we truly need to be happy in these spaces? Those one spaces that we control. I think I understood privacy in a much different way. Like, how do we design now that we know what we need to create private environments in these big open floor plans that we all busted down, you know, in the last 20 years. There's not a wall to be had in a lot of these homes, and we really crave them during this time. What do kids need in order to feel happy in a space that they spend a lot of their life in as teenagers? Uh, How do we integrate animals in a way that feels healthy and we still have privacy from them and can have a love bomb whenever we want it? And... Privacy with your partner, like what do you need in your sacred space of bedroom to really promote a healthy relationship, right? And that that's a lot of what I'm talking about on the show too, is like sex and intimacy and marriage and relationships are part of lifestyle and they're part of how I have to design. If, if the nucleus of the family isn't doing well, you'll see it in these spaces. You'll see it written all over the house, but most... Most often in in the bedroom, you'll see it. It looks like an unhappy place. No, it was just a real case study on my own life. And of of course, talking to my friends because we all had to get introspective about what we were doing. And we were spending so much more time at home. And now I think even after the pandemic, we choose to have a little more time at home than we did before. We're like much cooler with it. I was out nonstop before the pandemic. New Yorkers don't go home. I love
0: it. I work from home. This is my studio, my safe space, gold records, books, background.
1: And you have to think about sound in a very different way too. We learned, right? Like how do we keep a quiet space in the cacophony of family and pets? And without it, we can't do our work and we can't put out just
0: like you. So let's talk about family. What makes your husband Christian so special?
1: He's my final draft. You know, I had a first husband, Uh uh-huh. I think often, you know, we choose partners based on familiar patterns that may not always be the healthiest for you. In my case, anyway, Christian was my final draft. Like I knew he was my my he was it. And it was an always open and curious mind. Without curiosity, we all become old before our years. And what is life without fun and play? And without curiosity, you just don't have that. Some with a great sense of humor because you have to laugh through all of the hard that life throws at you. Patience, especially with a child. And it's not your kid, so you're going to have to have a special kind of patience built in. it's a real different lifestyle to take on in a day and then a kind a very big kind heart kindness is number 1 on the hierarchy that we don't often put on our list of things when we're 25 you know no um <laughs> that is that is something that doesn't age out it gets richer with age
0: can you compare and contrast your design styles
1: all the time yeah all the time we are not the same designer he is definitely a more detailed space planning focused detail, detail, detail OCD. And I'm more of the patterns and the colors and the art side of it. He's more technical than he's a furniture designer. And then he's just pure artist. So we, he's more mid century. I'm not. Um, so we definitely jostle on what we think works or doesn't work. And it was very emotional in the beginning. It was hard. Because we both are lions and we think that we're right. Um, and we get paid to be right, you know. And you ever find yourself <laughs>
0: going, Chris, no. Oh.
1: Right, right, exactly. So we had a lot of collisions and we had to learn the dance. We had to learn how to not step on each other's toes. And we had to learn each other's style. I have such more uh, huge appreciation for his aesthetic what he loves, of course, what he makes is unbelievably beautiful. Um, and I think he absolutely respects who I am and what I do as well. We do what, he, what each other can't do as well. So that really
0: works. Well, with two designers, someone has to be wrong.
1: Well, wouldn't you say doers need doers? If we, you can't have one doer and a follower because it will re- resent each other, um, very quickly. I need a strong, just two alphas need to be together just because we will steamroll otherwise. And I respect, I need that hard energy, that big energy that doesn't like punish me, but celebrates it because they're that too. So it sounds like you found the same thing.
0: Genevieve, how did your late uncle influence you growing up?
1: Oh, thank you for asking about him. You're good. You're a curious cat and you do your homework. Yeah, my family's lost four people in the last four years. Every April, we lose a member, it seems, which has been really hard. And he was absolutely a surprise to everyone. What do, he was also one of our biggest influencers of music. And so again, like I said, this is really ingrained into the family. My uncle Bruce had a recording studio in his house. He would always want to trade playlists throughout my life. Even as a teenager, he wanted my music. He would give me my or give me his. And there was this constant exchange. Of song. I remember one of the most famous moments in our family is my little brother really thought he was Prince at like three or four. Couldn't even say the word delirious. So he would say delirious and thought he knew the song. And it was all really his own words. And my, my uncle was like, you know what? That is great, and I need you to come to my house, and we're going to record this for the history books. To this day, we all rip that song on our computers because it is so good, and it brings a smile to everyone's face. Every party, they will whip out one of my brother's old hits from when he was three (laughs) that Bruce recorded. So he's influenced my life a lot, but mostly through song and
0: quiet leadership. You said "quote." I think I could do a show just busting the things people do on social for home that they say are a great idea. It could be my full-time sport, unquote. Yes. Why do you feel that social media has allowed more faux experts who ideas have no practical purpose or, in some cases, actually harmful? For sure. Thank you
1: for that question as well. I feel like Everybody on social media is a model, a photographer, a professional expert of everything, and that's not true, and we know that's not true. Just because someone says to do something doesn't mean it's a good idea. I mean, all of our mothers taught us this at one time or another. In the world of home, it's gotten out of hand because this is really, for the most part, our most our biggest investment of our life is our home. And if you do big, bad things to it, it can really hurt you financially from like painting over marble fireplaces with latex to, you know, just catastrophic tiling. I mean, all these things that I'm seeing and they're like, isn't this cute? Isn't this quote unquote aesthetic? I saw this one girl take off the bathroom door and put beads up in front of her bathroom. And I'm like, The bathroom door is very functional on many levels. (laughs) One is we don't want to smell what's happening in that room. And I like, I dig your beads. You got to put them somewhere else. Just like bad idea city. So on At Home with Genevieve, Paige Davis, my old host from Treaty Spaces, and I kind of go through the new theater of DIY and really break it down. What's real? What's BS? What you shouldn't pay attention to. (laughs) And laugh all the way through it.
0: (laughs) My daughter changed my life. She's the love of my life and so wonderful. How has your daughter changed your life?
1: I think she's added balance. I mean, children change everyone's lives dramatically. I think the biggest thing for me was um, the balance she gives me because we are so different personality-wise. We are really polar opposites and we balance each other out. She's taught me to appreciate the observer And the introvert in which, you know, you grew up in a time where extroverts were the only celebrated, you know, members of the of the team. And I definitely am in a hyper extrovert. And what her whole being has taught me is um, patience, introspectiveness and and just a way to see the to see life completely outside of myself. Everything is for her. And I'm a giving person naturally, but it became so much more enriched with a child who you see all of your efforts intertwine and rewarded each step of the way from the way they speak to the way they handle themselves in public to what they're curious about and where they want to go and you know that you had a piece of that you know for 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 most of those big moves in life and that feels so gratifying and to see her happy though is the most beautiful thing in the world better than your own. Is your child's happiness for sure?
0: What do you want people to take away from at home with Genevieve?
1: That home is a really big, rich, and deep file that hasn't completely been opened on television. There are conversations to have, and cultures to explore, and ways to live. That we haven't really indulged ourselves with in the world of home. It's been very stagnant, and there's a template for talk, and home comes on to do a quick $100, you know, trick and tip. But home is our most sacred place in life. So why don't we unpeel this onion and talk to everybody at the table how they do it? what ideas they have for it, and how we can move forward as we evolve in home. We've had a great research time in COVID. Now it's time to activate.
0: Now you're known for your feet, designing barefoot, Swiffer commercials, feet peels. Other people would be really embarrassed by the attention. Where do you get your confidence, your moxie for feet? (laughs)
1: I do not think I have particularly lovely feet at all. The only reason I, I was barefoot for the first 10 years of my job on trading was because we didn't have a wardrobe budget. And I was 23. I had no money. And so I was not going to wreck a pair of shoes every weekend when I worked. So I was barefoot. Um I'm a soccer player. They're not cute. Like they are athletes' feet. I don't have athletes' feet, but I I mean, you know what I mean. They're like there's callus. <laughs> and all of a sudden it became this fetish. And I'd have like the barefooters of America showing up at my um speeches and, and performances barefoot with toe rings, like holding signs as though it were like this kink club. And I it has nothing to do. With why? Shoes. And I really I think I am on a lot of foot fetish sites. Um, but you know what? I really don't think about my feet at all. I'm not that girl. I just they're fine. They look like Fred Flintstone. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not gross. My toes are cool, but it's just it's just weird how obsessive people were on my feet.
0: <laughs> Genevieve, what's one story from your family that's your favorite?
1: There was a Thanksgiving. I actually wasn't sitting around the table. I was far away. But my brothers, my daughter, everyone was there. I was shooting somewhere. And everyone said, you know, let's all just go around the table as we do and say what we're grateful for. And, you know, my daughter was like, I'm grateful to be here and visiting my family. And my brother was like, you know what, I'm just grateful we have ham on the table because I hate turkey. And my grandfather was like, I'm just grateful to be alive after world war ii and when i was bombed and this (laughs) all of our stories were like ridiculous after he just set his big story on the table so what would my story be after you give me that world war ii doozy um god i don't have one that's ready to go i just think that i'm telling my stories through what i do and what I make, and I'm making this show in particular to dig deeper into the story of how we live as a culture, as a people, as a society right now living through what we are. I think it's important to to view home as my story. I leave that in everyone's living rooms, on television and physically in their homes. And that story keeps
0: changing. But it's always, always from the heart. It's time for One Big Question with At Home with Genevieve's Genevieve Gorder being on the mic. Genevieve, you've been a human rights ambassador, helped charities that assist stronger STEM communities for kids, and live each day with Hashimoto's and Lyme disease. What's the biggest challenge in your life that very few people know?
1: The, the biggest challenge in my life? Well, honestly... This might sound old, but it is still a thing. I think it's just navigating what you want as a female and still having to apologize for it. Having to prove yourself every time you get to the table. That's the hardest piece of life. It's one that I'm very familiar with as I've been a female my whole life. But it is one that never tires and never seems to retreat. I know all the things I can do. I know what I've done. I know who I'm hiring, but I still get questioned as if I know what I'm talking about. Just because of the costume I wear. That gets tired. That's hard.
0: She's a short time ballerina, talented violinist, enjoys playing bingo, and loves door by Prince. Ballerina? <laughs> I found a picture of you 19 by 19 by 19.
1: 19, 19, 19. 19. <laughs>
0: Yes, I, was, I think I was seven, yes. Host of At Home with Genevieve, Genevieve Gorder. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today.
1: It was a pleasure, my dear. Have a great day. You were fun.
0: And that, my <laughs> friends, is Beyond the Mic.